double up. So reading the Bible twice wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, we're trying to save a little bit of time. And so if you'll look at Acts chapter number 8, that's where we'll be reading from tonight. I want to talk to you on this subject. Get a bulldog grip on your Bible. Get a bulldog grip on your Bible. We're living in a day when the Word of God is under more attack than it's ever been under. We've got people doubting it. We've got people trying to destroy it. We've got people trying to write it so it sounds better. We're trying to get deletions. We're trying to get incompletions. We're trying to do everything in many uh, cases and in many arenas across this country, trying their best to tear up the validity of God's Word. And the reason that's going on is because Satan knows what the power is. The power is not in the preacher's pocket. The power is not in the preacher's performance. The power is in the Word of God. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first and the Greek also. Father, we bow and thank you for the Word of God. Now give us a grip on it. Lord, we, we think we know it. We hope we know it. We want to know it. Every one of us do. But Lord, we're living in a day when it's under such an attack and things are being said and done, Lord, that is so anti-Bible. And I pray that you'd help all of us to know where we're going and what we're doing. I pray you'll help us to have a good grip on God's Word. In Jesus' name, Amen. You can be seated. Now, if you go to Acts chapter 8, you'll find out that Philip was an evangelist that had some evangelistical power. When Philip preached the Word of God, something happened. When old Philip stood up and opened that book, God stood up and blessed him. God helped him. And he seen people saved. They seen people filled with the Holy Ghost. They seen power on every hand. Well, any time that you have the power of God moving like it was in the life of Philip, You'll have some counterfeit. Uh, you'll have uh, some, um, well, the best word is you'll just have some also-rams, some counterfeits. You'll have some egos step up and want to get in on it. And that's what happened in Acts chapter 8 and verse number 9. And we're going to preach through a few of these verses. Just briefly look at God's Word and be gone. Now let me give you a proposition. Every one of us, should have a bulldog grip on our Bible. We need to know it. We need to come to the services. I, I, I feel so elementary telling you that. To have to tell people been saved as long as you have, you ought to go to church is almost, uh, I, I, I mean, just absolutely uh, unnecessary. But we need to be around where the Word of God is preached. We need, we need to be around this Bible at our tables at home. We need to be around this Bible at our bedside at home. We need not just say we're Bible Christians. We need a bulldog grip on this book uh, to make it in these days. And uh, every one of us, every one of us, can have a bulldog grip on God's Word by adhering to three exhortations I want to give you. I want to give you three exhortations from this portion of Scripture that will help you. First exhortation. Don't be dazzled by a satanic flurry. Don't be dazzled by a satanic flurry. Look at what happened. There was great joy going on because of evangelism. The book of Acts was exploding on the 
doing a wonderful work. And whenever a church building is at the forefront and visionaries are present and dreams are being dreamt and God is on the forefront and uh, success is right out there in the front, look out, look out, get you a grip. Because I promise you, on the horizon not far away from the successes of the Holy Ghost is going to be that dazzling counterfeit. It's going to be a satanic flurry. Look at what happened. There was a man who was called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. Well, I'll be. <laughs> Look what's always tied with that satanic principle. Man blowing his own horn. Verse 10. To whom all, no, notice, to whom they all gave heed. Listen, from the least to the greatest. That means when the guy on the street didn't have two pennies to rub together, who would be called a poor boy or a poor man or woman. Notice what it says. Even to the greatest, into the palaces, into the governmental stages, saying, this man is the great power of God. It don't say this man has the great power. It don't say this man is about the great power. They said this man is the great power of God. And to him they had regard because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorcery. Ladies and gentlemen, anytime you have God validate, anytime you have God authenticate the truth, you're always going to have flurries of satanic uh, movement, satanic presence in and around where God is moving. We need to hear this tonight, every one of us. We need to understand this tonight because we are a Bible-based, Bible-thumping, Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, Bible-reading, Bible-honoring, Bible-respecting crowd of people. And we are like a lightning rod. We attract the darkness of hell. Satan hates us. Satan hates you. Raise your hand if you're in this building tonight and you're saved. Look at the people the devil hates. He hates everything about you. And any time you start seeing success and you start seeing God's power work on your behalf, you're going to have satanic flurries pop up. Here comes a sorcerer. Man, been there a long time. Man who it is said be rich even from the least to the greatest. Are you with me? But he was only a flurry. We had we didn't have a storm this morning. We had flurry. I mean, we looked out there and it was snowing. You had to say it was snowing. But you looked out there 15 minutes later, the sun was out. And bless the Lord, you could have went to the beach. Am I right about it? I mean, it was gone. Just as quick as it popped up, that's just as quick as it was gone. And you'll find the devil moving in and trying to make you think that there's going to be a blizzard and all there are is flurry. If you got a bulldog grip on God's Word, praise God, there won't be the problems, the difficulties that will hang around and affect you because the grip on that book is going to make you wise in the things of Satan. There was a, 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 a satanic flurry. Satan is real, and many people, I use that word dazzled on purpose. I mean, there are people who get dazzled over Satan. Tim, uh, how long have you been saved? 
too much. Something like that. Been about every service since. That's that's how kind of saved people do. That's what saved people do. They go to church. Drunks go to liquor stores. The candidates go to where you work on cars. Plumbers go to plumbing trucks, and Christians go to church. That's what that's what that's what Christians do. He's been saved about two months. He ain't been saved three weeks. Now he brings me a letter he got from an evangelist. And uh, that letter said, if you send me, what, $27, you make game of the man's prophecy. So he said, but he told you to write for a free book, and he said, if you send me the $27, I'll send the book will arrive later. Now, Tim's just been saved, and uh, and, and he's get, he, he just happens to get this stuff in the mail. Now, that's a satanic flurry. He, he came to me, and he said, uh, Preacher, what about this? What, what do you think about this? Not that he wanted to do it. He wanted to know the truth. And I, and I told him, I said, basically what I thought, we got that out of the way. And the point here is not my brilliance to tell him, for I don't have it, or his ignorance to read it, because he's not that ignorant. He wanted to know the truth. The, the point is this. Every time you make a step forward for the power of God and for the glory of God, you can rest assured that when you wake up in the morning, there's going to be some flurries around your door. But see, if you are around a bulldog grip on this book, there will not be a storm in your life before it's over. Second Thessalonians 2 9. I like this. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. That's talking about the Antichrist. That's talking about a man in shoes who will have the power of Satan in the tribulation period to rule and reign in darkness and with the powers of hell on it. Revelation 16, 14. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles. Uh-oh. They are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth into the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Let me say something to you. Everything God authenticates, the devil will try his best to duplicate. But if you've got you a bulldog grip on God's Word, you'll find out real quick that thus saith the Lord. It'll be so clear. It'll show you exactly the truth about Him. It'll be so revealed to you by the power of this book. You'll not have to walk in ignorance, nor live in deception. You can walk knowing the truth. And that kind of stuff won't bug you. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Is the devil dazzling you with something on cable? Is the devil dazzling you with something in religion? Every time you hit the channel today, I mean, anywhere, about any time, you can always catch up with one of those fellas, one of those people, one of those prophets, they have some prophetic utterance to you, but it's always 
hear nor what you see, because most of it uh, in, in this day and time has a touch of satanic flourish. Uh, Hillary Clinton, can you imagine this? Uh, I mean, when you just say her name, you want to break down. Laughing sometimes. But she went into the White House while she uh, and her husband was in the White House, had a seance, and called Eleanor Roosevelt. She says, she called Eleanor Roosevelt. Why would she want to call anybody up to see the mess they were making? God, I'd rather stay in the ground. How about you? And, and, and had a seance. Say, so you believe that, 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 that they do have seances? I want to tell you something. I believe Satan is a dazzler of people, and I think his lying wonders can be displayed in such a way to make even the best Christian believe if he don't have a bulldog grip on that book. We've got it all, don't we? Said, preacher, what do I need to do to keep from being dazzled by the faith here? How come they got to hit people and knock them down? I, but somebody's going to get hurt. They're going to get a big old boy with a wobble. He's going to come back on them. I mean, he ain't going to mean to. I mean, what, you know, what, what is all that? Damn. But, you know, <laughs> what if I just started going to this slap some of you women? Well, I've wanted to, but uh, not for healing's sake. Maybe, maybe he just got a list, you know, he's putting... Oh, God is blessing if we have us a good old-fashioned grip, but there's dazzling if you're not careful with the power of faith. Number two. Number two. Don't be deceived by superficial faith. Don't be deceived by superficial faith. Now, I think the first one, you basically know and if you've got to send fifty dollars for a healing, probably you're being you're being duped and dazzled into something. I think you probably. I hope. Am I assuming? Or, or can I say, I hope that we don't have people in this church who believe uh, that you through the mail order gospel today and mail order religion that you can send off and somehow get the Holy Ghost to come back to you in a, in a, in a letter. Do something. If you don't know you have power enough to kneel down and pray for yourself and get people who you know are saved to pray for you, you better watch out who sends you something you touch it. I'll tell you a story that uh, I heard uh, a preacher tell on the radio just recently. Uh, he said there was a missionary in the southern part of Africa that uh, had several people saved in a tribe and the, and the witch doctor, the, the, the voodoo doctor, got saved, got, got a dose. This missionary went to visit with him and he was building a fire and he was fixing to burn all of his paraphernalia. He had swords, he had all kinds of, uh, of, of uh, peas, he had all kinds of, of relics in those, around those doors. And the missionary said, what are you doing? He said, I'm fixing to burn all this caffeination. He said, well, people back in our country hadn't seen some of that. Would you mind if I had some of it? And he said, uh, he said, no, not really. He said, that's not wise. He, he said, why? He said, they just gourds. And he said, no. He said, he said, these aren't just gourds. He said, they have power. He said, they have power. He said, well, and the missionary imposed on it. And he said, all right. 
do what you please. He said, but I'm telling you what I know. Well, he took several of the artifacts. He's going to take them back and put them on his table for mission time. That night, they said he said he was about 30 miles from there. They set up camp. And he said him and another missionary was in two bunks. And said he had all that paraphernalia laying on the floor. He said he woke up and heard a noise. Now, I'm just telling you what they said. This man told him. He said he heard a noise, and he said it was coming from those artifacts. And he said he got up, and he looked on the floor, and he said those things were vibrating. He said there was movement in those things, and sound was coming out of them. He said immediately, I got the shovel. He said immediately, I found my zipper. He said immediately, I built me a fire. And he said immediately, we took that stuff in real quick and stopped that preacher. What are you saying, preacher? I believe in the power of darkness, but I'm living in the power of the light. Give him glory if you believe that tonight. Don't associate yourself with the power of a dazzling religion. Everybody's got a gimmick. Everybody don't have a grip. Don't be deceived by superficial religion. Then Simon himself believed. Now what? Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, most of us would shout, I, I would. I mean, we got a witch doctor. We got a, a town sorcerer who has been a long-time resident, a man who bewitches people, a man who's in the occult. He's a devil in We got him believing and got him baptized. He continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. The Bible goes on to say and tell us about this man that he 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 has now received, don't you get this now, he has received the evidence of the work of God, but he has not received the evidence of the presence of God. Now, you got to see this. His faith was superficial. It was not supernatural. He had faith enough to believe. He was, I wrote this down. Let me make sure I give it to you right. He was a believer, but not a brother. Listen closely. Watch this. He was a believer in the activity, but not the atonement. Now, watch this. He was a believer in the miracles, but not the master. Watch it. Watch it. It was superficial. He was a believer in the plan, but not the man. He was superficial in his faith. He believed for what he seen. He did not believe for who he This is one of the greatest dangers in a Baptist church. It's a danger and a fundamental Bible-believing bulldog Baptist Church. You better watch out thinking that everybody that walks down here and sobs, are you listening, has a supernatural faith when they go back to their seat. Don't be duped into believing that everybody that crawls through that baptistry has a supernatural walk with God when they come out. Listen, many people get caught up in what they see here. And they give themselves to the world of the God of the world. 
Are you listening? Listen closely now, because it's very important that you see this. Put John 2, 23 and 25. Look at this. Look at this, Steve. Listen to this. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, the day of the feast of the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles with him. Listen to me. But Jesus did not commit his name. Because he knew all of them. He knew why they were there and what they were doing. They're there on the feast day. They're going to believe for the benefit. They're going to believe because they got caught up in the hype. They're believers. But Jesus didn't commit himself to it. You ever read that? It's exactly what it means. But Jesus did not commit himself to because he knew all men and needed not that any could testify of man, for he knew what was in man. Them, I, I've never really seen those verses in the light of what I'm talking about. God just wonderfully gave them to me today, and I appreciate that. Listen, you can believe all day in Jesus, but then he gives himself to you. You're a believer in the stuff and not the man. Could anybody in this service tonight be a believer in what we do and not in the one Really. Be careful. Oh, my soul. Be careful. Look at 2 Corinthians 11, 13, and 14. For such are false prophets or apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And, 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 and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel. Satan's not going to come in here with a thick fork, horns, and a tail with a steel on the end of it. He'll come in here and say, hey, this is a wonderful place. This is great. Why don't you just join it? You become a part of it. They're doing good things. Come on in. But the truth of the matter is, that's the truth of The truth of the matter is, you'll be in at the church is gone. You don't want to hold me to gas. The church is gone, do you? All right. Get your faith in Jesus Christ alone. Because what he, I like that song. If he had never raised the dead, he'd have still been God. He'd have still been God if he'd never opened the blinded eyes. He'd have still been God if he'd never opened the tongue or, or caused the tongue to speak. He'd have been God if he'd never raised the dead. It's not about what he did. It's all about who he was. Thank God tonight, the supernatural power of God is in God himself. Not what he does. Sometimes around here, you don't see much of anything happen. You go home and say, oh, my goodness. Our church is getting cold. That's superficial. You're living on the emotional end of the spiritual state. You sit in here and the Holy Ghost talks to you. And you sit in here and the Holy Spirit of God helps you to glorify the Lord. And you sit in here and honor God no matter what He does. No matter how He does it, you just honor Him for who He is. Hey, I can't go to hell. I'm sober. God saved my wretched soul. I'm on my way somewhere. I don't care what happens in church. Because it's all about who he is, not about what he is. I'm going to tell you, somebody's hung up in that second point. I'm telling you, here's three exhortations. You better get a bulldog grip on this book. You need to get you an old-fashioned hold on who you are in Jesus. Because the devil very well could have deceived you by membership instead of true fellowship. Be careful. That book that you get in this Bible and start reading, I guarantee you, it'll tell you to go. Number three, the last one, I quit. Don't be destroyed by a selfish focus. Don't be destroyed by a selfish focus. Look at these verses. 
There was a certain man called Simon. The Bible says before he was a sorcerer. He bewitched people in Samaria. Giving out that himself was some great one. You know, they wasn't saying that about Simon. Who was saying about Simon he was a great one? Simon. You know what causes people to get into stuff that puts them above the Lord Jesus? Pride and self fame glory. And I'm going to tell you something. That's what most of these charismatic evangelists are living. They're without any accountability. They are without anybody's scrutiny. They are without anybody's opinion. And they're doing as they please. And many times, many times, they're tempting people into things, into believing things that is not that a bulldog grip won't believe. I said many. I didn't say all of them. And I didn't call any names. I'm not against people trying for the glory of God to do anything. But I am here to stand up and say, God is not within a thousand miles of sinful or selfish folks. He said, I'm something. And notice what he says. To, to whom they all gave thee. Every one of them gave in and said, this man is a great power. Not God, not Jesus, not Christ. Simon. <laughs> you hear more about personality than you do part look at. Give me some of those others. Look at here. Look at this. Now, when the apostles, which were, I'm, I'm about done. Listen. When they were in Jerusalem, they heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent unto them God, Peter and John, who, when they would come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Uh, it had not yet fallen on them. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 17, then laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. When Simon saw that, now he's already been, a, he's become a believer. He has been baptized. He's running with Philip. I'm sure there was great praise in the meeting when he got in. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered him money. You know, I don't care how true you try to be when you land. It's just. It's always coming back. See? He's not safe. He ain't come close. He's a believer. He comes for the fish and the loaves, the baptism, and the sun. The red carpet, the light, the size, the gleam, the glitter. Watch out. The gloom. Notice what he said. He said he offered them money. He said, Johnny, look, give me some more of those verses, Brother Timmy. If you can, there is just a minute, if you will. And when Simon saw through the lane on his own, verse 19, say, Give me also this power. Let's just go run. Don't you want to track him? Let's dig him up. Let's find him. He says, Give me this power. That on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. He's just around. Here's true blue. Tell an overcast where to go. Notice what he says. Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be perfect with money. He goes on to say, got any more of those verses, put them up there for us, brother He goes on to say, For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray, pray you to the Lord for me. I think you can't pray yourself in the end. That's another characteristic of somebody who don't know what about me. I'm really and truly talking to some 
church members that don't need you. You go on my prayer every week. I am your coach. And don't pray from service to service. If you do, it is a repetition of the last one you prayed over a hot dog. I'm not judging you. I'm trying to save you from self-destruction. Look out. Look out. If you're not careful. He was, hey, look, look at, stand up with me. I'm done. Come on, stand. That'll make me come too. Here we go. And we'll quit. He was in it for what he could get out of it. He believed. But he only wanted what he could get out of it. Number two, he was afraid of judgment, but not enough to repent. He said, he said, pray for me, Simon. I got cookie crumbs all over my hands. I don't want to die here. He was gone. <laughs> and then he was in the fruit of selfishness, the gall of bitterness, the Bible says. And then he was unable to find God for himself. I promise you this. If you're living with a bulldog grip on this Bible, you're not ashamed to talk to the one who wrote it. Can I get a witness? Give the Lord praise and glory tonight. If you believe, that we need us a bulldog grip on God's Word. Our Father, I want to thank you now for the truth. And I love these people. I do. I, I wouldn't preach this nowhere else, probably, because they, they, would, they, they, they don't mean, they wouldn't mean as much to me, uh, probably, as these folks do. I love everybody I preach to. But I really like this crowd. And I don't want them to ever be fit by the book. I want them to have a good bulldog grip on them. I want their salvation to be nailed down real. Where they will decide that Jesus is the most important thing in their life. Not what Jesus done. Not what he does. But who is Oh, God. How many of us are going to miss glory? Because Come and say, preacher, I'll take my Bible and preach. I'll kneel around this altar and I'll ask God to help me in these last days not to be deceived by the gainsayers and not be deceived by the false prophets and not be deceived by those who know not the Word of God. Come on. Teenagers are coming. Who is it that'll say, I hadn't been praying, but I'm coming to ask God to teach me and show me how? Who else is coming tonight who will say, I want to know enough about this Bible to stand in these last days when the winds of adversity are blowing? I want to be.